Hey, it's Aidan here. Just before we get into today's episode, I wanted to let you know about something new. It's called the Magician's Business Group. We've just opened up a Facebook group designed to help you guys as entertainers grow and improve your entertainment business. So if that is you, if you are an entertainer that wants help growing and improving your entertainment business, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash group and the magic of the internet will take you right there. Or if you're like me, have the Facebook app on your phone, open it up and search for the Magician's Business Group and you'll go straight there. Anyways, back to the episode. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Successful Mentalist Podcast. Of course, it's your amazing people here, Ashley Green and the one over there that's called Nate. I don't know, Sullivan. <laughs> but today we're going to be talking about... <laughs> he wanted me to do the intro, and that's how I roll. He's currently coughing and spluttering, so if anyone can see that on YouTube, ha-ha, ha-ha, I win, that's why I'm the best. Uh, but today specifically, we're going to be talking about how to entertain... Uh, how to entertain... How to automate your entertainment business. So now Aiden's finished coughing and spluttering his guts out behind the scenes. What do we mean by automating an entertainment business, Aiden? Well, let's yeah, it's a great place to start. Actually, defining what what we mean by automation. You did also say uh, that like we are there, like the listeners, like we are owned by the listeners, and that kind of thing got abolished a very long time ago. Um, but what do we mean by uh, uh, automation? We are not talking delegation, like giving something to somebody else, or hiring an admin assistant, or freelancers, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. We're not talking about actual like just set up a system and following that every single time we are literally talking about finding a task setting up the system once so that that task can happen on repeat or multiple times without you having to do every single step of the process now we're going to give some practical examples as we actually go through this episode but it's really important to actually note that there are going to be times that you can automate there are going to be times that you can't automate there are going to be like for example you can't really automate your actual show that's a task that you can't automate your entertainment business. Uh, Ashley smiling well, for reasons we, we already jump know. Into the metaverse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a crazy world. But the but the point being is that there are going to be times that we can automate stuff. Um, but but ultimately, why should we be uh, automating this stuff, Ashley? Why why do we want to even start doing this stuff? Let's be honest, we got into entertainment, we got into magic because we love doing magic and showing people stuff. We then decided at some point in our lives, I want to make some money off of this. Some of us, like me and Aidan, went, I want to make this into our full-time job. Others of you went, I want to do this along the side to bring in a bit of extra income. I can get paid doing what I love. And then you suddenly realise, ah, crap, there's a load of business stuff behind the scenes. And if you automate it, it means that it makes that boring business stuff a little easier because maybe it happens on autopilot or it's just easier and as a byproduct it frees up your time so that you don't need to get stuck doing the stuff you don't like or is draining or takes and zaps your energy so that you can just focus on the things which you do enjoy so that you can spend more time elsewhere or just focusing on what you love that's why exactly that it's bad enough having to try and get through your inbox every day or most days of the week um i, I do it every day because i'm a nerd but it's bad enough trying to tackle your inbox, but trying to tackle your inbox whilst also sending contracts and performance agreements and receiving uh, payments and matching up invoices, and then the tax year comes around. Like There's going to be loads of admin that we can just automate, get rid of, and not have to sort of stress around. So, that being said, 
what should we actually automate first? Now, there is a very simple way to decide this. What is the biggest time investment on in your business on an activity or activities that are not direct money making activities? Now, direct money making activities are the ones, uh, are the things like your discovery calls, your face to face sales conversations, your your messaging. If you're messaging to find clients and get leads through, for example, somewhere like social media, they're money making activities. We don't want to get rid of those first because that's the most important thing. We need to get rid of the stuff that is just not a money making activity. Something like uploading regular content onto your Instagram, for example. Yeah, exactly. Little menial things like actually maybe doing the um, sending out the performance agreements and this, that and the other and updating your CRM, all of those kind of things. You don't really need to be doing that because tweaking a spreadsheet or adding a new client into a CRM system, that's not really going to grow your entertainment business. And that cough is still persisting, as I'm sure you can tell at this point. <coughs> I tried to There it me. goes. There it goes. Um but that's it. Like you don't want to be automating the money making stuff because that's where your priority as the um, as the act, the artist, the business owner, that's where your priority is because that's what's going to put the food on the table. Now, with that said, we let's say we've, we're torn between a bunch of different non money making activities that we want to get rid of. Um, the easiest way to pick if you're torn between one, two, three, four, however many, um, is to just start with one. Roll a dice, flip a coin. Pick the ugliest one, the one that really you don't like doing, and try and build, uh, get rid of that first. Okay, and you can build a system. For example, if it's um, uh, just going to use for continuity, use the example that you gave a minute ago, actually, there for uh, actually posting content in, on social media. Well, again, a system might actually be to uh, to automate that entire process is to schedule all of those using something like Creator Studio, a Facebook tool. Um, and that way, you do it once. But throughout the entire month, the posts are automatically being scheduled out. Or if you've got the posts designed, you can then give that complete system to a, a virtual assistant or something, somebody else to go and do all of the scheduling. Again, that's not true automation in that sense, but it's just a really good system to make an end result automatic. Entirely that, and, and I think there's a few <laughs> nuggets that I want to. There's a cough again. He's done. Uh, loads of people at this point will be thinking, "Oh yeah, this is just a batch recording." Ashley, you're so mean, making Aiden record on that persisting cough for all the past episodes. No, this is a separate date. The cough is there. Aiden will probably be dead next week. Uh, <laughs> you might have a different guy on the podcast, so stay tuned for that one, folks. Um, but I think there's a few little nuggets you should. Bear in mind, if you're listening to this and thinking about automating stuff, it, it, it seems very, I don't know what the word, the right one here is, um, so I'm just going to make one up on the spot. It seems very amazingly superb <laughs> that you yeah, can just feels... literally go, feels amazing that you can literally just, uh, I'm, I'm claiming that, whatever, um, that you can literally say, oh my gosh, yes, I get that. There's all these tasks which I can see how they can be automated. Uh, my social media posting, uh, my emails, updating the CRM system, sending out invoices, updating client contracts, chasing clients for extra details before the gig, blah, 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 blah. I get how we can automate that. But yes, tackling it all at once is going to be a chaos because you're going to have so much time investment, people. Focus on the one thing that you need to do first. That's a real golden nugget. And the second golden nugget there, um, from what Aiden just said, that I want to highlight and really bring out to drum in the point again, is I think this is why when professional entertainers, you know, start 
doing magic full time to make a living that they struggle thinking oh, I, I'm struggling to get like new leads in I'm struggling to book shows I'm not making the type of money that that I want and when me and Aiden like look into the behind the scenes of their business it tends to be that their time commitment it isn't focused on like the right areas uh, like Aiden said direct money making activities if all of your time is spent on I'm I'm going to use the word faff because that will summarize it in my head all the faff behind the scenes the stuff which maybe you need to get done like I said the social media posting the all of the nonsense I just said you're not out there trying to get shows you're not out there trying to get gigs and as a byproduct yeah of course you can't make as much money you don't have the leads coming in and you can't do that and it's having an impact on your life because your time's being taken up by so many other places so the appeal the appeal to automate will be a huge game changer and if you're you are in that situation but please don't do it all at once because otherwise you'll unpack a whole can of worms and then your head <laughs> will spin as you try and set up brand new systems and it will feel like chaos Take one piece of the puzzle at the time if you want to do this. Um, but yeah, it can be really amazing stuff, automation. Um, and can you throw out uh, an example um, of what, what, what you've done, Aiden? Because I think this is, I think, I'm just going to say it. This is genius what you've done on your website. Yeah, so, but just before we get into that, I want to get to the uh, the point that you mentioned right at the start there of, like, yes, the point you were making there is pick one and do that because it's going to take a while automation is not a quick easy fix to get really good solid automation that works that takes a lot of time energy resources you'll probably have to pay for certain tools in order to do this stuff this goes back to um if anyone's a long-term listener um remembers a podcast which we had on all about productivity with Rian doris like to 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 up and, and get more productive y- your productivity is going to take a short-term dip for a long-term de- game because to set up the systems, the automation, yeah, it's going to take maybe a little bit of more time investment. But once it's set up, then the end result is there. So don't kid yourself into thinking this is going to be easy. <laughs> and I've personally seen how much time Aiden's put in <laughs> to doing some incredible things, which please touch on because it's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, so here's the thing. I noticed that one of the big problems in my entertainment business, where a lot of my time was being spent on going back and forwards with clients to get them on a face-to-face discovery call, uh, only to find out on those calls that they weren't either right for me or they they're, they're, they weren't at the right stage of the event or, or there was some disconnect there. So what I did is I found a way to automate that entire process. Oh, that cough is back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic. So sorry. He, he will be dead next week. <laughs> I, I feel like I will. It's something that's just tickling at the back of my throat. Sorry, everybody, uh, for six weeks of hell. Maybe you're David uh, Blaine and there's a frog in there, mate. <laughs> I hope not. I bloody well hope not. So here's the thing. Yes. So I noticed that there was a big flaw in my entertainment business. I was spending too long going back and forward with messages, trying to arrange dates, this, that, and the other. And that, for me, needed to be automated. So I started looking and backtracking at all of the individual steps of what do I need from a client in order to get on a face-to-face discovery call? Well, first of all, I need to know their date, like wedding day or their event day. I talk weddings specifically in this case to make it easier. But I need to know their wedding date. I need to know what they've got planned, a little bit about it, just so I'm not coming into a call completely cold. That's not ideal. So I wanted to get a little bit uh, or a few pieces of information. And I also wanted to send them the link to book a call 
in my virtual calendar rather than me having to back and forward so much about are you free at Friday at one forty-five? Like it's just pointless. We've got tools for that. So um, I wanted to automate that entire process. So I did. Um, and now my website right now, again, this is all experimental for this year. I don't know whether it will work. So please copy if you want to use it. Don't if you don't. But my website now, right now is kind of like a glorified link tree. Uh, you know, those those things that you see on everyone's Instagram where you've got like five or six different links. That's it. So somebody clicks on my website. They go to weddings. They go to a, uh, a, essentially a sales page about weddings. At the bottom of that or throughout the hat is a button to actually go and put their email address in. That brings them into my uh, like my actual what my makeshift CRM at this point, uh, which is ConvertKit. If you're not using ConvertKit for email marketing, we highly recommend that. We'll do a link in the show notes. Um, but that brings them into there. So now, now I can actually email them if they drop off of any of the points. Right. Are we are we making sense so far? This is complicated, but I want to give the full process. Let me, let me put it down into my words and dumb it down. <laughs> Your website <laughs> is structured to be very simple to get people where you need. You capture their email to put them into email marketing software, which you're then going to use to try and, this is where you're going with it, gather all the information you need before the event. And if you don't get that information, you've set it up so that the email marketing software will automatically send out personalized emails to them coming from you it looks like it's coming from you so it seems very personal to chase up and get that information so that you don't need to waste your time saying oh have you got the timings for the event oh when's dinner oh what, what what's happening during the end of the day it does that automatically because you've got pre-written campaigns depending on what information you have and don't have yeah correct yeah yeah exactly cool. so that's the point step number one is like and actually, step number one of them giving me their email address, that came in last because I, I built the full automation and then realized I've got no way of getting them in it rather than just copying and pasting their email, which is like some people might get iffy about that. So I wanted to make it very clear up front that they're opting in to receive emails from me to help them, essentially. Now, they opt in on the thank you page. So the, the page after they opt in, they get, get redirected to a page, which is the survey which asks the few questions that I actually want to know the answers to. Uh, I use Response Suite for that. Uh, again, Robin and, and Kennedy, um, they've been on the podcast a couple of times. I think now Geniuses, they own that platform. I highly recommend it if you're interested in survey platforms. Uh, again, we'll stick a link in the comments and the show notes or whatever, wherever you're watching this. But I, I use that form there to get the information that I need. From there, once they fill that out, they'll go again. They'll get redirected to another page, which is my Calendly page, um, which is just my virtual calendar, so that they can now actually book a time if they complete the survey. And then once they complete the Calendly, they go to a thank you page on my website that says, "Can't wait to meet you." It's got a little video. Literally, it's just got a video on it and a button that takes them to my Instagram. They're the pages. They're the four big, uh, four big pages. You've got that initial page. You've got the survey page, the calendar page, and the thank you page at the very end. And you've also done a sneaky, you've forgotten, it's also going to remind people that their meeting with you is going to come up as well, all automatically, so that you don't book, we've all had that before, where we book a face-to-face -face meeting or a Zoom meeting or even schedule a phone call with some busy business people. Uh, which if you don't schedule phone calls, uh, that's an important thing to make sure people do to pick up. But sometimes people forget because they don't put it in their calendar. So by automating that back into the process, yeah, they've booked a call. Oh, 
By the way, we've got a call coming up tomorrow. Don't forget, it means that they're more likely to come on to your call. So you've also got that in your system as well. Exactly. Well, that was actually the first problem. It's all great that we've built this entire process that I can get all of the information I need and take a, a cold prospect all the way through to that final page in less than 15 minutes of entering my website. I was quite happy with that. I'm proud of that. But whoa, big- whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Save that point. We've just described something which is very, very complicated, and I think this just proves the point earlier. This is not automating your business. It's not something which is like super, ta-da, done. Like what you've described is very in-depth, and like we're not going to beat that around the bush. It's taken you a bloody long time to set up. But the long-term reward for putting that time investment and building these automations means that someone can hit your website and booking a face-to-face Zoom meeting within literally 15 minutes and you're prepped with all of their information and you've got them on the mailing list receiving nurture emails to build the rapport up before you've even spoken to them. I think that summarises perfectly what we just said at the start. Exactly, and I think it's a great point. Let's not go too into the weeds of, of all the other points, but yeah, that's essentially it. And this is all for one problem, right? I just didn't want to do the admin of booking in a call. And now this entire process, not only does it book in the call, but it also gets me some extra useful information so that I'm coming in warm. The the prospect actually is warm as well, especially if they're a cold inquiry. And it feels slick. It feels elegant. It feels easy to use because it is. Yeah, exactly. That's the point. And we want our, our entire process to be effortless. On my site, it says the steps involved. So they're, they're not just getting redirected to pages that they weren't expecting. But the point being is that if we now we've built that, we backtrack from there. People weren't showing up or people were showing up late to the call. So I, I made sure to put a, a reminder sequence in there, as Ashley mentioned, to actually remind them to show up to the call. Uh, another problem was that, for example, if they didn't fill out the survey, they wouldn't be able to book the call because the link was at the end of the thank you page so i had to make sure that there was some emails actually going in there to remind them uh, to fill out the survey and the same for booking a call if they didn't book a call i needed to remind them to go ahead and book a call and the same with uh, like the whole process you backtrack it and find out where can people fall out of the process and then build the safety net build that actual catching point for people as you're building an automation now i'm not i'm not going to go into the depths of Ever, any further but it's just a point there i wanted one job automated and it took a long time but now it's absolutely solid so that all i need to do now is, for example if i want to replace that to a different niche for example i just copy and paste everything that i've got already tweak it around and now i've got corporate now i've got birthday parties now i've got whatever i want all working in the same way but again that's a, kind of how you can automate things you you can look at tools and systems and workflows and but ultimately it's one job great what are the steps involved with that one job now what can i use what tools and approaches can i use to make that happen without me doing it yeah and when you automate stuff it like this is a perfect example because it's like a big big amount of work to solve a problem but ultimately it saves you a lot of time when you're dealing with a lot of clients but then other automations can be a lot simpler you can literally sometimes just get programs where you literally click a few buttons so that when a client i don't know signs your contract for example it'll automatically send out an invoice and then shebang and it can be as easy as that but some automations will take a little bit longer and they've all got their pros and they've all got their cons but the long term the long term results you get from this you're starting to free up more of your time like the appeals there you know, once you've set this up, you just focus on what you love. 
you get to focus on just having a chat with people now and then showing up and doing the bloody show. That's like the dream, right? <laughs> exactly. And, and again, remember, all of this is automating non-money-making activities. Like actually showing up and doing the call, that's a money-making activity. Faffing around trying to book the call, not a money-making activity. So we want to get rid of that where possible. Okay, And that was just, for me, the first hit. Now, we've spoken a lot about what to automate, how to automate, all of this kind of stuff. Just giving some food for thought and like a peek inside my business, for example, in this case. But I want to ask, answer the question, like, when should we not automate things? Because this is more important. I know that everybody listening to this is either going to have switched off and run away because it's so scary. Or they'll be like, oh, my God, I can automate everything. This is going to be amazing. I'm never going to have to do a minute of work in my life. Not true, right? Not true. Well, I want to give an example uh, of one of our clients actually came to us and said, uh, I I hate doing uh, sales, um, which again, we've already said is a money making activity, which you should probably do anyway. But for the for the purpose, I will keep the example real. Um, came to us and said, I, I hate doing sales. I'm not that good at it. Um, and I'm going to get a VA so they can do the cold call and outreach and all of that. And we went, hang on a minute don't do that and I was like why and I was like you should never outsource a problem if you do not know how to do a task if you don't know how to do any of your admin work if you don't know how to do your sales work and I wouldn't recommend outsourcing stuff like this anyway personally and <laughs> um, but if you don't know how to get the information you need from your client if you don't know how to book them onto a call if you don't know anything about emails etc 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 you should never outsource that because that person might not, the person that you give it to might not do it as well as you want, <laughs> right? And as a byproduct, you can't keep on track. You might be wasting money. They might not be doing their job right. And you're just giving them tons of cash and you're not getting the results you want. And secondly, if you don't know how to do the task in the first place and you don't know how to actually do the admin work efficiently so that you know every single minor detail... How on earth can you build a system to automate it because you're going to build something where there's so many holes and slip-ups and that's going to cost you way more time because you've got this bodged system that only does a certain thing if there's a very specific type of person? Well, exactly that. It's a case of if you want to build a system and automate something, like you've got to weigh up the pros and cons. It could be easier to just get a VA and let them do it. But as Ashley said, if you don't know how to do it proficiently yourself probably shouldn't give it to somebody else and um, for me in that case i thought it's just going to be easier to build the automations get that all up and running than it is to train somebody else to go and do all of that stuff for me and it turns out much more efficient much easier but and cheaper <laughs> <laughs> it is cheaper now the other thing i want to mention is uh, when it comes down to when should you not automate things oh god that cough is back actually tell a joke or something did anyone hear about the um I was in an Italian uh, restaurant, it was in the news recently, and uh, the Italian chef uh, he, um, was quite unfortunate. He was uh, was found dead in the, in the kitchen. It, uh, it turned out he, uh, he passed away. Passed away? Italian chef? Passed away? Okay, that was brutal. Uh, that was just bad. Aiden. Anyway, <laughs> so when should you not automate things, right? Uh, if you're new to your entertainment business... You should not be automating. No, no. If you are not getting consistent leads into your entertainment business, you should not 
automate things. If you are stuck right now scrambling around with loads and loads and loads and loads and loads of stuff to do and not enough time to do it all, you probably should automate things where possible. But the point being is that if you're new and you just like the idea of automating stuff that you don't want to do, big no-no. It's time-consuming, it's expensive sometimes, and again, as Ashley said, if you don't know how to do something very well, you can't build a system that does it to your level of quality. And, And bear in mind that, again, when you're automating something, you're actually dipping the quality of what it is that you can do. Like, only you can ever do, in real time, only you can ever do something at 100% incredible level. Because that's the thing now, incredible level. If you're automating something, it's always going to be a little bit subpar. Like, sure, it'll get the job done and you won't have to be there, but it's never going to be the same as you showing up. Now, here's the other thing. Any interactions that you have with actual clients or actual prospects, any rapport building or relationship building activities should not be automated. That's a big one. You should not automate any relationship building activities because what your prospects don't want to build relationships with a robot. They don't care about building relationships with a robot. They care about you, right? They care about you. Exactly. And I think this is a really, really interesting episode because it's kind of hits two ends. We've covered how you can free up time things to automate showed you inside Aiden's incredible system which he's got at the moment <laughs> and, and it's working like an absolute dream oh, yeah. I just want to address that point it's uh, oh, yeah, incredible well, uh, the, even the, the the systems behind the system of like what happens if a client doesn't do this you, you had an example just to call back before the end of the episode someone didn't book on a call they went completely dead it was a complete cold lead but because you've got other stuff happening in the background it prompted them to go, oh, yes, I forgot, uh, we'd love to book you. <laughs> and they yeah, came back because you've got systems upon systems upon systems and automations. Clever. Well, literally. It was, it was all set up in stone uh, to the point that, yeah, they disappeared. Like They inquired like a month and a half ago. They just disappeared about a month ago. They weren't replying to anything that I was doing. It was They just literally vanished off the face of the earth. And then literally they just reappeared like earlier last week to say, hey, sorry, I, I slipped the ball. I'm interested. Talk to me. Um, and that's just mm. how important it can be, actually having that complete safety net. But again, it's not easy. But no, it's not. It's not. It's, it's and not. that's the other thing on the that we've covered in the episode today. Like, it's all very well us saying this, but we just want to be honest with you. Like, there's a time and a place for it. And if you're not, if it's not the right time and you're not at the right place with your entertainment business, don't do it because it will just give you more problems and more hassle than you signed up for when you got into magic. <laughs> When it comes down to like the big jobs, don't feel like you have to tackle that all at once. Like We outlined that massive system that was currently running in my business. I didn't build that all in one hit. That, that was several piece weeks worth of work building up, planning it all out. Because again, you want to plan the system fully so that then you can find the tools that will make it work rather than doing the other thing of pick your favorite tools or pick tools that somebody on Facebook told you to go and use and then try and squish what you want around that needs. Instead, it needs to be the other way around. Same, same as what we talk about in our vision stack, if you like. We plan our life and lifestyle and build the business that will get us there. We plan the big system and then use the tools that will get us that result. Same same thing, different context. There we go. Any final wise words from Aidan before we finish? And if you do talk for five hours, I'm going to stop you because we're at the end of the episode. <laughs> yeah, it's just... 
this is important stuff. And what we should be aiming for is not so much uh, an automated client journey and things like that. We're not trying to automate every single thing, but we can make some things automatic and make the steps automatic. If we can do that, we're in a great position. It's a subtle nuance. um, And it does mean that you're still going to be involved with some things here and there. But at the end of the day, this is this is your business. You get to choose how you run it. I just choose to use robots. <laughs> exactly that. I'd actually love to hear um, your guys' thoughts. Um, so if you're listening to this now, um, I'd love to know if you have tried to automate anything, whether you've outsourced something to a VA, whether you've got automations in place for uh, the, the non-money-making activities. Uh, just let us know in our Facebook group, the Magician's Business Group. And as always, you got any questions on today's content, let me you know in the, uh, over in the group, Magician's Business Group on Facebook. What might actually be nice is if, if anybody has any questions, just uh, whack a hashtag automation station. There's a hashtag for the group. Ooh, yeah. Hashtag automation station. Ask your questions, share your thoughts on automation. Do you love it? Do you hate it? Do you want to do something automated? Hashtag automation station over in the Magician's Business Group. See you soon. Hey, it's Aiden here. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, it would really mean the world to us if you just took a moment to leave a rating and a review on your preferred podcast player. That way it just helps us grow the show and get it into the ears of more listeners across the world in a non-creepy way. Also, when you're ready to roll, here are three ways that we can help you right now. Number one is to join our free Facebook group. It's called the Magician's Business Group, and we're creating the most valuable space on the internet for entertainers that are looking to grow and improve their business. We'd love you to join us inside, so to do that, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash group, and the magic of the internet will take you straight there, or just pull open Facebook and search for the Magician's Business Group. Number two is to take our new quiz. It'll help you find the biggest opportunity in your entertainment business right now. And in just a few quick questions, you'll be presented with a seven minute breakdown of your biggest opportunity and how you can actually go about tackling that to help increase your entertainment business and boost it completely. In order to take the quiz, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash quiz. That's thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash quiz. And we'll be able to get you your results. Number three, momentum. If you'd like to make an extra two grand a month in magic without paying a penny for advertising, we'd love to help you. Our latest coaching program, Momentum, is designed to get you booking gigs every single week for at least £500 so that you can be growing your entertainment business without having to worry about websites or business cards or advertising or any of that kind of stuff. To find out more, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash momentum. That's thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash momentum, and we'll send you all of the details.